Hello, it is August 26th, Wednesday, and we're going to look at John 7, 1 through 13. I hope you've read it and thought about it. I'm not going to read it now because I have things I want to say about it. John 7 opens with Jesus' brothers mocking him, and one of the three main Jewish festivals is about to take place, the Festival of Booths or the Feast of the Tabernacles. The other two um, key festivals that were central um, in the Jewish faith were Passover and Pentecost. But in the Festival of Booths, or the Tabernacle Feast, Jews would come and converge upon Jerusalem in great numbers. It was a huge celebration. Makeshift shelters were built and set up in the open air. They were used for meals or even for sleeping. There were celebrations involving um, the lighting of lamps, the dancing by torchlight, processions to the temple in which water and wine were poured out, a march of priests and people around the altar, and they'd be carrying citrus fruits and waving palm branches. This festival, just like Passover, was a key symbol of hope the coming of the Messiah and liberation from Rome, which is um, what everyone was yearning for in that particular time. The festival lasted about eight days, and it ended with um, a special Sabbath. Well, Jesus' brothers were believing insofar as they could see he was doing extraordinary things, but they don't yet believe in the full sense that he's the Messiah. They don't believe um, the way John is speaking of belief in this chapter and in this, well, in scripture. Um, I confess that the taunts of the brothers just cause tears just to spring right away to my eyes. It is so painful to be doubted. It is so painful to be misunderstood. As a child, I believed in Jesus at a very young age. I had kind of a troubled, not kind of, I had a troubled home. But I believed um, by virtue of my grandmother from the age of about five or six. Never doubt, if you're a grandmother or a grandfather, never doubt the importance you have in your grandchildren's lives. Anyway, I was a very earnest believer, and as I grew, I would attend um, children's and youth camps. My parents were not practicing believers, and I say that because I don't think they would ever have denied Christ, um, but um, they, they didn't live as Christians. Um, but they would take me because I would ask, I always wanted to go to church. And even as a very little girl, they would take me and they would drop me off or they would allow me to go to camps. But then later on occasions, um, when I would misbehave, they would sometimes say, Oh, in a mocking way, I thought you were a Christian, etc. It was very painful because I always felt like I'd let God down, that I'd let them down in the sense that I wasn't representing Christ well. And it's just actually, it's just never any fun to be mocked, is it? Anyway, very painful. So I imagine that Jesus' brother's words stung him. 
they want him to go to Jerusalem where he would potentially be able to perform wonders and convince everyone that he is the Messiah. So they're saying, here's this big stage. Why don't you get on it, basically? And um, to them, this was Jesus' big break. But Jesus says that his time has not yet come. He's biding his time. And the Judeans are looking to kill him. So he tells them to go on ahead, that they have nothing to lose in going ahead, but it isn't his time. And although he does go later in secret, the world hates Jesus. The world that has turned away from God and his love and tries to organize its life independent of the creator. It's a world that doesn't want to know him. The world doesn't want to know that it is radically out of line. And that goes whether it's a religious leader, a political leader, a government, or just an individual. Jesus does go to the festival, but in secret, which is the opposite of what his brothers have sarcastically advised him to do. And he hears contentious talk about himself. And Jesus exposes the evil behind the world's pretensions. That's what his presence does. We are currently living now in a time of great division and mockery. Some of it is well-deserved. Evil is being exposed and the virus has people frightened and white supremacy is um, out in the open and it's being exposed again on a larger scale. And it can all create anxiety and fear and anger and confusion. But I want to tell you that it is good. It is good in the sense that it is good that these things are being exposed. We must have things brought out into the light. But we must also remember that Jesus is aware and his purposes are not thwarted. His time is still now. He is victor. And if we as his disciples must also endure mockery, if we are misunderstood, I want you to remember that it's temporary, and he is with us. He is a high priest who sees and hears and understands us. Father, I ask for your um, comfort and your blessing and your encouragement and your hope in um, in these words in Scripture and knowing that Jesus is not in a hurry. He is not seeking his own will, but obediently following the will of his father and i pray lord that you would instill in us that same kind of confidence and awareness of when to act and when to be still when to be out in the open when to be quiet and and wait until we hear from you as we act in each thing that um that you intend for us to do as your disciples. Thank you, Lord, that we have a purpose and it is not thwarted. In Jesus' name, amen. Also, footnote, I apologize for my snoring dog.